the number one way to discover new products or services to offer to your existing customers is to listen to what they're saying to you and what they are complaining about. And that's exactly what we are going to talk about today. How to discover new products or services you can offer to your existing customers in a semi-automated way. Hi, I am Christian, your host at the Business Automation Podcast. I have been doing software development and data science for the past seven years. And my recent gigs were mostly with creative agencies and fintech companies. Before we start, I want to say welcome and thank you to all our of our loyal subscribers. Your support means a lot to us. To all those listening to us for the first time, welcome. Thanks for listening. Just so you know, on this show, we talk about the different ways you can eliminate manual and repetitive tasks in your business by replacing it with automated processes or software. Why we do this is to help you save on operational cost and ultimately help you reach your goals faster. So here's how we're going to segment today's episode. We're going to talk about the benefits of using ML or AI for product development, the kind of success other companies have experienced, and the how-to. Let's hit the music. Welcome to the Business Automation Podcast, where it's all about putting the boring tasks on autopilot so you can focus on what matters the most. And now your host, Christian Ahijo. The benefits of using machine learning or AI for product development. Earlier on, I mentioned that we will discuss how to discover new products or services in a semi-automated way. By semi-automated, I mean, instead of solely relying on Excel sheets, you can leverage machine learning tech to discover some pain points your customers are experiencing right now when they are using your services or your products. And here's one advantage you can easily spot when you use the aid of machine learning for discovering products. Here it is. You have a clear idea of how many of your customers are likely to purchase your new offering. Here's what I mean by that. If you use machine learning to discover new products, what will happen is that you will have a good idea, an accurate forecast with good precision of how well your new offering will perform. And what that means is you can match your product or service to a market needs. That means the chances of your product flopping are much more lower because you know that this product idea I have is directly coming from my customers. They've been talking to me about it for months, for weeks. Unfortunately, I couldn't catch it, but with the advance of ML today, you can catch it. With that, you can visualize how 25% or maybe 10% of your customers are requesting for the same service. If you have that, let me tell you, this is low-hanging fruit. You can go after them, show them the new product because they've been asking for that. How an easy way to sell them something they actually want. Now, besides making easy sales, using AI-based approach reduces the time to market your product. What I mean by that is the time it takes you from idea to marketing will be shortened by a lot. We all know that to find a profitable product, you need a market research and a test market. With this approach, you have all of that in the same place. Your market research becomes what your customers have been saying to you all this time. 
and the test market are actually the customers that have been saying it to you. You get to serve them what they've been asking and see how they react. Obviously, if your tests are conclusive, it becomes far more easier to market it to a wider range of customers. Okay, knowing all that, here's one last benefit before we move to the next step. AI-based techniques can help you define product line extension or even added products that will yield the most profitable cross-sale and upsell opportunities. Here's what that means. For every given product line and customer segment and persona, you get to know which combination of product add-on and customer segment will maximize your revenue. So what happens is you can associate every customer segment. This is the kind of product that we can sell them and this is the kind of revenue we can expect. So you maximize, you will not sell every product that you come up with to just all of your customer segment. You will have a clear idea. Okay, these guys, this is what we need to sell them to maximize our revenue. Now I know this same process can be done in Excel, but using Excel is extremely time consuming. What you can do in Excel in hours or maybe days, Whenever you have a trained model in AI, that can be done in, in, in a matter of minutes or even seconds. It depends the complexity of the task. So in a nutshell, going with the AI-based approach, you will save time. Like you won't even believe how much time you will save. Once you turn into AI, you will wonder what have you been doing all this time. And that leads us to the second segment of the episode. The kind of success other companies have experienced. I want you to consider this. According to research on markets.com, the global machine learning market is expecting to grow to 8.8 billion by 2022. And also, SingleSaw Inc. found out that 74% of over 1,600 surveyed business owners, decision makers, and tech leaders consider that ML is a game changer with the potential to transform their job and industry. Whenever you hear ML, it means machine learning. If you hear AI, that means artificial intelligence. In other words, all these numbers I just gave you means that AI is not just a buzzword anymore. It's a game changer. One of the technologies that you should definitely consider investing in this day and age. Now let's talk about the companies that have used AI-based approaches to discover new products or services. This will surprise you, but the industry making an extensive use of this approach is the pharmaceutical industry. Now, let me tell you the amazing results they have been getting. In Silico Medicine, it's an AI startup. It's a pharmaceutical startup. They use AI. They were able to design and sensitize and validate new drug candidates in just 46 days. You might think 46 days. Okay, so what? But here it is. Excluding clinical trials, drug discovery generally takes around six years. That means they went from six years down to 46 days. That is an incredible innovation. They can discover new drugs with a theoretical good efficacy and safety that are potential good candidates for clinical trials in just 46 days. That's, that's unbelievable. That's limit crazy. So imagine if you can cut down on how long it takes you to discover new products. Now, I don't know how long it takes you to discover products in your business right now, but if you can even cut the time by half, I'm telling you that's a major, major expense saving. So that you know, the data I just mentioned is from an article by Charlotte G, published in the MIT Technology Review 
titled An AI System Identify a Potential New Drug in Just 46 Days. Okay, we all know how the pharmaceutical industry is profitable and it stands to reason to implement techniques that works in other companies and sometimes from other industries. It's not only the things that our competitors do that we are going to implement. Sometimes the wisdom, the knowledge, the innovation comes from elsewhere and we ought to grab whatever that works that will help us do business in a more optimized way that will get us to the destination with the intended result in respect with ethics obviously but that will get us there faster that's the goal because the one that arrives at the end line the first is the winner of the race right and there is another company we all know general motors in collaboration with autodex this is what they did they used machine learning based algorithms to a seatbelt bracket prototyping, which have helped them create a seatbelt that is 40% lighter and 20% stronger than the original one. 40% lighter means less money spent on building the seatbelt. That means ding, 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 savings. And I am pretty sure that they can there put in your brochure, our belts are 20% stronger than the industry standards. Or maybe they can just say our belts are 20% stronger than it used to be. That definitely is an advantage in the marketing point of view and also an advantage in how much it costs them to produce the seat belts and all of that thanks to ai okay now let's get to my favorite part of the show the how to okay i know i'm calling this section how to but this is more of a guideline it's not really a how to but like steps you can follow because every company is different and every company have different needs some have their data ready others need some preparation before they can use that data um, and by the way, if you have any need of help or questions trying to figure out what you can do with your data, or if you have a machine learning or AI project in mind, I can assist you with that. Just send me an email. My email is christian at christianahijo.com. I currently help businesses make sense of their data and also help them optimize their operations using ML-based approach, ML-based technologies. So any questions, shoot me an email or reach to reach me at, uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. I will be more than glad to help you. So the guidelines, number one thing you should do, collect the data, no data, no ML, no ML, no fast tracking. The data is super, super, super important. The data is actually what will allow the algorithm that you will choose to do the work for you. That is why it is so crucial to have the data. Now, I don't want you to worry. It can happen that you don't have the data ready. Uh, this is where you need to find somebody that can help you in trying to figure out which data will help you achieve your goals. And that is doable. Sometimes um, you need to take a little time to, uh, to, to acquire the data. This is something that depending on how fast you get in the data, it can take you from, I don't know, from one to three months. It depends. It depends on what kind of data you are getting. The next step, once you have the data, you need to create customer segments. You need to know what kind of customers you have. Once you have the customer segments, then you need, then you move to the next step, which is crunching the data. That's where the magic starts to happen. Now, crunching the data, what happens generally in that phase? In the crunching the data phase, this is where you will take all the communications with your customers. This is phone calls, emails, customer support requests, the sales you've been making, and try to group them, okay? How do you group them? You use what we call clustering techniques. 
Now, clustering techniques, to make it simple, it's simply what they call unsupervised learning in the machine learning discipline. What it does, it, you give it a bunch of data and it will look at the data and create clusters. So if you give to that engine all the different communication you've been having, obviously you need to turn those communication into text. When you feed that to the engine, the engine will make groups of this data, of this text, so that you will have things that look alike, right? So in the different emails we've been getting from our customers, if you say, hey engine, give me 10 clusters, it will group them all together and give you 10 categories of these emails. You can obviously, if you want it to be uh, more fine-tuned, or let me not say fine-tuned, but if you want more categories, you can ask the engine to give you even more clusters. It really depends on what you're trying to achieve. Sometimes you need to have a lot of clusters. At other times, five, ten is enough. Sometimes you can even go 500, 50, 100. It depends on, your, on the needs and the data you have in hand. Once you have the clusters, what you need to do is give to every group or every cluster, give it a name. Why? Because once you give it a name, you will have a clear understanding of what is that group about. Now, when you have the clusters, uh, you talk with the, uh, the guy in charge, the engineer or the data scientist, he can tell you, okay, this is, he can show you pretty much what is inside of that cluster. What are the top emails in that cluster? That way it will help you know what name should you give to that, to that group, to that cluster, actually. And after that, to every group associated with a customer segment and put right next to it the percentage of customer in that segment who made that particular request. Let me give you an example. Say that you are an internet company, uh, like a phone company, right? And a lot of your customers are calling because they've been going over the data Maybe they have a five gigs of data and they've been going over. And every time uh, they go over, they go over by like, I don't know, 700 megabytes or maybe one gigabyte. And you feel like, okay, we can go with a new offering. Instead of five gigabytes, we can also offer a six gigabytes plan. Now, what you're going to do is in that cluster, you need to see for the customer segment associated to that cluster, how many in that customer segment have made that request that they need some sort of help or maybe they called for, I don't know, to have their fees waived because it went over the data or maybe they called to know, well, what happened to their bill? So you need to figure out how many of those customers, how, what is the percentage of those customers that have called in to make the request in that customer segment? Why do you do that is because you want to know which of the offering have more of your customers requesting it. Once you know the groups, you have the names and you know how many of your customers want that. I think that's the step. I think that's the stage where you need to hand it over to the product development team. Remember, I told you that this is a semi-automated process. That means part of the work is being done by an engine. The other part is done by humans. So the heavy lifting is being done by the engine so that the last 100 meters is being handled by the by your team, actually, your expert, your in-house expert. That's where they start doing their part. This heavy lifting will save them a lot of time, sometimes weeks, other times months. It really depends on the kind of process your team have put in place. And beside the time saving, I can tell you that one sure thing that will happen is that you will see your effort quickly turn into dollars. Whenever you find a winner, 
your effort will be rewarded. I know this episode wasn't that long, but we have reached the end. And maybe even after applying all that we've discussed today, you won't find a totally new service or product, but I'm sure you will have a solid idea of how to improve your current offering to your customers. Maybe you will add an extension of your current uh, product. Maybe you'll have a new add-on to your products, but it will you, you will definitely find something worth your time by doing such things, by implementing AI to discover a new product or service. When you get a chance to listen to what customers are complaining about, that means more happier customers and more business. So to summarize what we spoke about in this episode, we spoke about the benefits of using machine learning or AI for product development, the kind of success other companies have experienced, the how-to, and one thing to keep in mind when you use machine learning or AI, in general, it's not a silver bullet. In most cases, if the manual process of doing things doesn't make sense or doesn't work, chances of ML actually being worth your investment is quite low. So what that means is machine learning will take your manual process, make it faster, make it more robust, make it automatic. That's what ML will generally help you with. If you like this episode, please share, subscribe, leave out a comment. Please leave us uh, five stars. That's how we grow. It was nice having you. This was Christian, your host, signing out.